Queerly beloved, we are gathered here today to celebrate the union of these two. Laura, do you promise to watch things, to play things, and to listen to things, and then talk about them on a Tuesday for broadcast on Sunday? I do. And Jane, do you promise to watch things, listen to things, and play things, and talk about them on a Tuesday evening for broadcast on a Sunday? Uh, I do. Then, with the power vested in me, I declare this podcast begun. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Cake Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magna. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a natter about our weeks and chat about how we're doing and what we've done and that sort of thing. That is us. How are you doing? I'm alright. Yeah. I'm alright. Bit sleepy, but alright. You've been doing all sorts of travelling, which is... I've done many travels. Very tiring to do many travels. Yeah. Oh, I've been, been, oh, jet set life is going to get me. Yeah, oh, it's a, it's a lifestyle we live in, it. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Huddersfield. <laughs> you went to Huddersfield. That's, that's, that's a distance. You travelled. There's you like, yeah, I'm jetting off to Germany. I go over here. <laughs> I went to New Zealand for a bit and, and did this thing and did that thing. And there's me like, I went to Huddersfield. It was very flat. Um, it was it was actually the East Midlands that were yeah. very flat. The East Midlands are apparently like disconcertingly flat. They were when 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 you're from this sort of area where it's quite lumpy and there's hills <laughs> everywhere. The fact that you could just look from from like horizon to horizon and go, yeah, I probably walk that without breaking a sweat. Yeah, it's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> who st- who ironed the country? What do? <laughs> Oh goodness! So you you went and saw some of the country that had been ironed and flattened out. Yeah, apparently so. Luckily, Huddersfield was a bit more lumpy. <laughs> Can't think what else we've done this week. Uh, well, we've watched things, played things, and and listened to things. Should we start with what we played this week? We shall. We what shall. You, what you played this week? What I played this week. Oh, you're waiting wait until I'm not looking at the thing. Well, I, I can tell you about what I've played. What it's you not played? A new. Um, I continued to play a bunch of Pokemon Let's Go because. I'm still on that big old shiny hunt. I got a shiny uh, Staryu. That was quite cool. Ooh. I've got all of the Poliwag, Poliwhirl, Polyrath trio in uh, in Chinese now. Polyamorous. Uh, I have my I have my Poly trio. Yay! <laughs> uh, someone traded me a shiny Dugong this evening. That's I'm up to cute. I think 123 different species of shiny in Let's Go, so I'm quite cool. proud of that. Does that include the Alolans or? Uh, that includes the Alolans. I think I'm like 72 percent of the way through if we count having to get all the Alolans. But like I'm making solid progress, so I'm getting there. It's very impressive. I think I've only got like. Uh, Two, three, four of the Alolans, so I'm still up to like uh, probably over 120 of the uh, original 150. Like mm. the original 150, I would hazard to guess I'm about 80 percent of the way through. Mm. I'm making good progress. What about you? What have you been playing? I played that general jousting single player. Oh, how'd you get on with it? Uh, it's all right. It's it's like an hour or so of of content. It's it's more than I expected out of the story mode in a party game about. Sticking dicks in butts. I was kind of working, trying to work out sort of from 
having seen people play genital jousting before, how the single player worked, and was like, I guess there's going to be like some plot, and then you'll play some genital jousting, but but no, it's just sort of you play sort of a walking simulator. It, it's, if you happen to be propelled by bollocks, yeah, it's it's sort of be a wiggly dick running through situations as story happens, knocking yeah. things over and. Like, I'm trying to think of examples of mechanically things you do in the story mode. I know at one point you, you have a job at the at the dildo factory. And you have to test a bunch of um, butt plugs. Yeah, you test the plug. very big vibrating butt plug. To the point that it destroys the entire room or something. Yeah, but generally it's just... It's a story about a guy who is literally and metaphorically a dick. Yeah. And... Learning that, you know, just because he's a dick doesn't mean he has to be hard. And dealing with toxic masculinity. Yeah. The things he thinks he needs to be. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, him dealing with, like, but I was nice to the woman, why didn't sex occur? Why did that peen not like me? Yeah. Um, good good on this game for having uh, female penises. Good, good on them. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the thing. I like that story, man. I thought it was quite, quite a, like, they didn't have to take the risks they took with that, and I think it was quite a brave thing they did. I like there's lots of different clothing options, and you're never yeah. judged for that in any way. Indeed. You can wear quite a fancy dress at one point, I, I yeah. quite liked. You you just travel the world playing a dick. And then at but... one point just trying to find every single steroid needle you can and injecting it into yourself. Yeah. Because you, you cause, cause if you're a, you know, if you're a dick like that, you've got to be, you be strong and, you know, have all the, the travelling experiences. And Why don't, do they still not like me? <gasps> yeah, the whole Instagram travelling around the world and... Yeah. It's a lot of just like, well, this'll make women have to love me if I do this. And it's like, no. No. You're still a dick. <laughs> You're still a dick, and not in the good way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so that was an an interesting couple of hours or so. Yeah, like, I think it's well worth... Like, it's a nice short little experience that I think is well worth checking yeah. out. I mean, I think I paid, like, one fifty nine flat for... Yeah. Um, for genital jousting, and the fact that I got the single player was, you know, nothing special. Although I tried to play multiplayer online, and there's not a lot of going on with that game. <laughs> no. There's no, not many not... people playing that anyway. No. Um, you could probably play some local multiplayer, that might be... Do. I fun. feel like more than two is probably required to really make yeah. that work. Though. Well, we've got like more than two controllers we could plug into the laptop, and we've yeah. got friends who occasionally exist within our lives. It's true, perhaps we can invite sure them we... around to I'm sure we could invite in friends butts. around and go, would you like to stick a dick in a butt? i like to stick a dick in a hole. It's a dick in a butt. We're on our way there. Butts <laughs> in their millions all under one roof. It's called genital jousting. <laughs> There's oh. millions of Jeffrey all up on us. It's called cool. Justin, General, Justin, General, Justin. MTM, TM, TM, do an old copy. Many TMs. So, what have you played? Well, I can't talk review thoughts yet, but I can talk preview thoughts for Yoshi's Crafted World. That game I got to go and play like a little bit of at Nintendo a while back, and we played a demo for. I have played more of it in the safety of my own playing space, and that game continues to be very fun. Um, 
I don't have anything hugely new to say about it at this stage. It continues to be... In single player, it definitely works better than in co-op, in my experience. It's a bit less cluttered. That's not to say co-op's not fun, but it's a little much on the screen at once. But it's an adorably gorgeous-looking game, and it's, like, it's the kind of thing that... If you just want something a bit positive to make you smile and to have a nice, pleasant gaming experience... That's how I'm finding it so far. Hmm. Uh, I, I've not played a huge amount, but I've played more than I had, and I still feel positively about it. And is the world design sort of good throughout uh, what you've seen? The levels I've seen so far have all been very interesting designs that have made me want to keep playing to see more designs. And it's still the sort of beautiful cutout it's, made. It's all like, oh, this is a very beautifully picture. made little diorama still, yeah. Aww. Um, and uh, enjoying the sort of replay of going back through... Um, so far, yes. I still feel like I don't know how long this is going to be a thing I want to do after every level. We'll oh. see. I Again, I've enjoyed doing that a few more times. We'll see if that holds up. Okay. What about you? What else have you played this week? I have week? played one other thing. Because <gasps> uh, of all the talk about uh, Devil May Cry. Yeah. And the realisation that we now have a laptop that can actually play games. Yeah, yes we um, do. I, I played that DMC Devil May Cry that yeah. I, I got some time ago. The, the the one that is not the original game, it's the one where it's a little edgier and a uh, little little more emo. Yes, and, and apparently I can get an S rank somehow. Although I'm playing on the easiest difficulty setting because... As I proved with Bayonetta, I'm not good at spectacle yeah. fighters. Well, that's the thing. If, if Even if it's an easy mode, you're still getting your S ranks, which means that you are varying up what you're doing a little bit. I am. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that the controller vibrates when you do a pause correctly. Yeah. It's, it's nice to have that sort of feedback, because very often in games, like, have I paused long enough? Yeah. I've been on the pause. And, and those are the games where I just can't do Devil that. Devil May Cry is very good at giving you the feedback to do the cool shit. Yeah, and surely all of the games want you to do the cool shit, right? Yeah, and and they're very good at like encouraging. This is this is the timing to do the cool shit. Mm. Um, yeah, I forgot how edgy DMC Devil May Cry tries to be with its very very angry metal in the background of everything. And... Ooh, I like the metal. I've yeah, not no. listened to metal in a while. Yeah, well, not no, not, not that kind of metal anyway. Yeah, like I'm not saying it's bad, but compared compared to the rest of the series, I forgot quite how much it wants to be. Hey, angsty teenagers who were angry at the world, here you go. And like, occasion, I love Shadow the Hedgehog. Occasionally I like <laughs> a bit of deliberately angsty game. Yeah, and I'd, I'd just forgotten it. Yeah. And I mean, I played, I think, Devil May Cry 3 on PS2. Mm. And I just wasn't very good at it and was not having fun as a result of that. I like the enemy design, but... Yeah. Because I found it so inaccessible, yeah. and I know there's people who are just like, yeah, get good scrub or whatever, but like, surely they want to sell more copies of a yeah. game. And if you want to be the like hardcore awesome person that can do it at, you know, hardcore difficulty, nightmare difficulty, and, and go through and get every single thing, and yeah. like, constant triple S rank or whatever, good for you! But like, it, but it should doesn't be hurt that yeah. other people can play it too. It should be fun for the people who are getting to that point, as well as the people who are already there. Well, also, like people like me who will never get to that point yeah. because of the coordination issues. Well, that's it. Is it's like, yeah, it should be fun for people who are like, I'm not there, but I would like to be better. I'd like to keep playing. Yeah, I want. I want to see more of this story. Yeah. And you know, I did. I did 
find myself coming up with some really random shit while playing that game. <laughs> Come back here! Other side of the room. <laughs> were you enjoy you were you enjoying the number of weapons they threw at you? Uh that that second level I was like, oh god, another weapon. I've got to learn another weapon. Oh for fuck's sake. Um yeah, it's alright. I I I wasn't too pained by all of that. I quite like I quite like the scythe over the, the big mm. the stumpy axe. Um but they both have their uses, I guess. Yeah. Uh yeah. It's it's. I would like to. I I would probably pay more of that. Um, noise. I've only died a couple of times, so it's all right. Well done, you. And I like that it doesn't punish you for falling off shit. Yes, especially when good. like sometimes it just does drop the floor out in front a little of you bit, yeah, at an angle where you can't necessarily tell there's no floor there. Yes, I away. I do remember watching that one instance where you just sort of ran, looking like you were going to go upstairs, and oops, fell. Oh, there's no floor there. Is there? Oh, that's <laughs> that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, it's 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 all right. I hope to see more of it, maybe, and and see how that goes. What about you? I've got two other things to throw in very quickly. <gasps> um. I found an unofficial uh, website for just playing Yu-Gi-Oh for free on the internet where you can just like pick from any card that has ever existed and make a deck and just go, here we go, can someone, someone play Yu-Gi-Oh with me? Which I have used a little bit because I'm trying to slowly just about learn the rules of some of the other types of summoning. Cause, not because I have any interest <laughs> in buying any, but I own some cards that like I don't know how they work and I don't know how this game works anymore and I would like to be able to know it enough to go like okay I could play a modern round of Yu-Gi-Oh and know what was happening even if I used an old school deck I could play against someone else and go I can recognise whether you're following the rules or not I don't just have to take your word for it Mm. so a little bit trying to teach myself how um the I've already forgotten the type the names of them. Summons? No, uh, Synchro Summons are the one I know up to. Oh. Um, there is I think X Y Z Summons oh. and Totem Summons. There's Ooh. a there's a type of summon where like the cards have uh, arrows in some of the corners of them, and then you can summon other cards like that in the zones that the arrows are pointing to. I think mm-hmm. I've been trying to learn that one, and I forget what it's called, but uh, we're learning some Yu-Gi-Oh. And the other one, which I'll get into in more depth in the uh, the music section, is Beat Saber. And Jane is mining Beat Saber <laughs> at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Take that, Blocks. So, some new DLC came out for Beat Saber, which gave me an excuse to stick my VR headset back on and play some more of it. Um, the gameplay, completely unchanged. It is still quickly slice the things in the directions to the music. That is still very fun. Uh, had to just take off all clothing torso upwards because I was just like, this is too hot. This is too hot. I can only imagine it got hotter once you started taking clothes Oh, hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is like 10, 10 or so new tracks, I think, that have been added as DLC. And I'm mainly going to talk about them in the music section because I have been listening to like four of them on repeat this week because I really like them. Uh, there is some very good new music in there, so that's new a good thing. music. Well, sort of half so at the uh, the the heat I was playing. Oh. Anyway, should we go to the next bit? Yeah, let's go there then. Time for this. Ooh. Next up on Queer and Pleasant Strangers. 
your horoscope with Mandy Wise. Oh, hi, it's me, Mandy, you know. So I'm going to do the, the horoscopes. Are you ready? Uh, so Aries, uh, look up today. Somebody's glued your shoes to the ceiling. Taurus, today you will almost fall for a phishing scam. Remember, Serial doesn't need access to your PIN number. Gemini, your friends are worried about how much you spend on microtransactions. Maybe talk to someone, it's becoming kind of an issue, you know? Cancer, today is the best day for you to become more politically active in the face of rising fascism. You could do so much good in your community. Leo, Rawr. no one is going to kink shame you, but you should avoid leaving your kids at work on account of that the fact that they did not consent to that, you know? Vogo, you look so good today. Have you done something new with your hair? You look so snazzy. Libra, your Etsy shop will see a sudden uptake in sales today. It is the start of a new trend. Go you, you did it. Scorpio, I know what you did, but it's okay, I won't tell. Sagittarius, it doesn't matter what I say, you're too skeptical to believe in me. For this the elder abominations shall never forgive you, your mind is forfeit. Capricorn, look at you, so lucky, I hope you appreciate it, it could end any time. Probably not today though, you know. Aquarius, don't forget to take your washing out of the machine today. You don't have to wash it again because it's going to stinky. Pisces, you have an eyelash on you. No, left a bit. No, too far. No, no, you missed it. Maybe get someone to help or look in the mirror. Anyway, that is all the horoscopes for today. I hope you have a wonderful time. Except for Sagittarius, you have angered the Elder Gods. <laughs> Right, right, keep it up, keep going, keep going. <laughs> you gotta keep that steady, keep that steady pace, we can't see you slow down at all. <laughs> Don't speed up, you're gonna overexert yourself. <laughs> Don't you dare slow down, we need you to keep going, keep going. I don't care if you're running low on energy, you need to keep going at this good pace. How are I'm you feeling? Struggling to keep pace. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe if you're struggling, we'll get you a new battery. How do you feel about really that? running out. Okay. I feel like I might start running slower. Okay, okay, don't uh, worry, don't worry. We're taking you off the wall. Okay, we're taking, uh, we're taking your empty battery out. Uh, Are you ready for this new battery? You ready? Uh, In it goes. <laughs> go, go, keep up that standard pace, keep up that standard pace. One tick per second, no one likes a clock that runs out of speed. So... What have you been watching or listening to? Which one should we do next? We, we, we do looking at next. Looking at, looking at. What have you been looking at? What have I been looking at? Well, yeah. I started watching that one day at a time. Oh, yeah. We're, we're what, like five, five episodes in? Because you've started watching it again with me. Yeah, I started exactly. rewatching it with you. I also rewatched the end of season three with a friend at the weekend because it's like, I like this show enough that I will totally like rewatch it and... Not gonna lie, I watched like two, three episodes with my friend at the weekend, and I cried at all three of them. I was like, oh, this, still, this show's still getting me. It's a very emotional series. I've cried a couple of times already. Yeah, because like, it starts off as very much like, oh, it's a, it's a laugh track sitcom, but like... It's... I was crying in the first episode. Yeah, it like it does the serious stuff good, doesn't it? It do a good job. 
Yeah, because what, what what sort of stuff have we come across in those first few episodes? We've had... Immigration. Immigration was tonight. Immigration splitting up families, more importantly. Yeah, specifically, like, the effect... Uh, yeah, because there were discussions about, like, um, legal versus Ill- illegal immigration and the sort of moral questions there and the effect mm-hmm. it has on people, particularly families, families with children. The kind of... Very human things that would drive someone to the situation where they might get caught in mm. an immigration problem. Um, we've had, what have we had? Issues to do with like uh, depression and fearing taking antidepressants in case people judge you for it. And being judged for taking yeah. antidepressants. Be- being judged for it and having to sort of talk about that. We had, I'm trying to think, have we had the makeup one yet? No. Um, yeah, we had yeah. Um, the mum talking about putting makeup on the, the daughter. Yes, yes, and the grandmother came in at the end without the makeup and was like, oh, I, I get it, if this is how you feel, like yeah. I'm not going to stop pressuring you, and there was whole conversations about like consent going on there. Yeah. It's a really sweet little show, isn't it? It's got some really shitty characters in it, though. It, here's the thing. I realise that they're there to, to sort of be a, a point well, for conversation. A, a, yes, they're there to be points of conversation, and B, by the end of season three, they all do have arcs. All of them do have, at some point, something like the show will focus on them for a bit, and something will go bad for them, and we will have a moment of like them actually sort of learning and becoming better as a result of them not just being the shitty person who exists outside of the suffering. Mm. I also thought there were some quite mean jokes about Dr. Berkowitz. There like, were. I realise he's supposed to be like, hey, he's this sort of sad, lonely guy, but it's like, that's yeah. so, sad. A- again, like, there. here's the thing, like, most I think most of the slightly mean jokes are they're usually aimed at white men in the show. In, in a yeah. lot of cases. Yeah. And like, I think Dr. Berkowitz is the one of, like, the three white male characters who, like, I feel most bad when jokes happen at his expense. But, like, I promise you he does get growth and he actually gets a really sweet little story going. Like, there are several characters where they do start off a little bit punchline-y and I feel like seasons two and three definitely learn from that and flesh those people out into more sympathetic characters that get... I made the, the the butt of the joke less often, but yeah. No, I'm really glad you've been enjoying it so far because yes. that show is like it, I, I binged three seasons and then went, oh, what more? Is is now there is no more. Oh, there there are some episodes that when we get to, I will you will you'll be like, oh, oh, okay, I see why the world cried at this one. <laughs> there will be a few that hit close to home for me. Oh. But he's, he's okay, he's good feelings. Oh, yeah. So what have you watched? Oh, what have I watched? I haven't got my watch section. Here we go. Um, I watched the two-episode pilot for the new Netflix animated Carmen Sandiego show. Oh, I didn't realise that wasn't a full series yet. Oh, no, there I've is a... Advertised. No, no, there is a full series, but, like, I oh, okay. watched the, like, two episodes that um... were, like, here is the introduction and the backstory and the character setup. so... Right. Um, it's a very different take on Carmen Sandiego, I will give it that. Um, uh-huh. I will give you, like, a very brief summary of, like, this is literally the, the character backstory intro episode pair. 
she is a child who is found on an island with very little to explain who she is or why she's washed up there. All she's washed up with is this set of Russian nesting dolls. And the island she's washed up on is the headquarters for an organization of thieves who are basically trained up to be like, hey, go steal valuable artifacts from around the world. She grows up there. She becomes a very good thief, and she's just like she's not really aware of the fact that like you know training up to be a master thief is not a good thing to do because that's just like nothing to compare it to. Yeah, that's the life she's grown up in. She ends up getting a little bit of um, contact with the outside world and basically realizing, oh, these people are bad and they're hurting people. Um, so she steals a bunch of data about crimes that this group is going to commit and gets out into the world and basically does heists, but deliberately does them so that it will lead to this group of criminals being found for their crimes. She's basically doing doing crimes to get the criminals caught and eventually returning all the things she steals in order to basically like she's 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 trying to fight crime through stealing stolen artifacts. Okay. It's it's a little difficult to to describe but it's like she'll she'll steal things that are that are already stolen property so that the police find oh didn't realize there's a bunch of stolen property here that's a good thing. Double stolen. Um, yeah, while she do a travel the world with her Hacker in the chair that is played by um, Finn Wolfhart, who's one of the kids from uh, Stranger Things. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a nice enough little show. It Ooh. it it seems like it's definitely aimed at a younger audience. It doesn't. It's a shame when compared to some other very good recent Netflix originals, children's programming stuff like The Dragon Prince that gives its audience some credit and lets them have room to make connections by themselves. Right. This very much, like, tells you absolutely everything and points out everything and everything is very, like, morally good, bad, uh, good, bad, there's no grey area, we're going to lay everything out for you. Okay. Which, for an adult audience, can be a little... A little... Doesn't all have to be for us. No, and that's the thing, is I'm not saying it has to be for us or that this is a failing of the show. Hmm. It is a case of I gave, I gave it a try, and as an adult, I was like, okay, this this is no The Dragon Prince. This is not, like, trying to hit this audience. Mm. I'm like, I will probably watch one or two more. Mm. I will see if, once it escapes its sort of pilot telling the character backstory thing, if it improves. But, like, it's no Voltron, Shira, The Dragon Prince. Like, it's not that very good run of children's pro animated shows that Netflix has been doing recently that have been of a very consistent quality. Mm. It's it's not that. Mm. But it's it is a well-made, well-acted, enjoyable enough. And it's it's interesting to see a different take on that character. Mm. What about you? Uh, well, I I've looked at I looked at doing all that travel. I did some reading. Um, so I read through uh, Tank Girls, Two Girls, One Tank. Ooh, tell me about this. Uh, it's about um, Subgirl coming back. 
And <laughs> Subgirl, not that kind of sub. <laughs> Why, is she a submarine? She drives a submarine, just ah, like Jet okay. Girl drives a jet and Tank Girl drives a tank. <laughs> um, no other kind of sub, Cal. No. Um, so basically, I read Tank Girl Gold. Like, it's just one I randomly picked up with a new artist. Yeah. Um, Like, uh, was it... Probably, like, late last year, I think. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really know what's going on. And there's clearly some, like, through lines here. So I'll read yeah. them. Um, so, yeah, basically, this is the, the story before that. This is the story you skipped over and probably needed to know things from. Um, not really. I mean, it was an enjoyable enough sort of read in your own. You do just sort of sit there. I mean, Tank Girl starts with all sorts of weird premises. So the starting an episode, uh, an issue with, hey, they've got all this Nazi gold they've stolen from somewhere. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, let's take that as a given. Yeah. Um, it's Tank Girl. It's like Guar in comic book form. <laughs> that is but a with perfect, a strong female lead. That is a perfect way to describe that, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, there, there is literally a scene where somebody is so badly shot to death that they're basically just chunks and blood on the floor. And Barney turns around and goes, I think they must have escaped. <laughs> I mean, literally, the guy gets shot to pieces, so he's just staggering with like eight or nine bullet holes in him. Then he's basically just a, a slightly gooey skeleton. And then he's just like a bit of jaw on the floor in a big pile of blood. <laughs> wow. And Barney's Barney, so she doesn't really get what's happened. <laughs> She's firing like a belt-bred machine gun at this guy. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. So, like I say, it's like Guar is a comic book with more, more girls in it. <laughs> yeah, what have you put in your eyes? Uh, I've watched uh, some more Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, because that show is back from its <laughs> mid-season hiatus. Ah. Um... I very much enjoy the direction that they're taking the character, and I kind of hope that they're bringing her towards a conclusion where this show can wrap up. Mm -hmm. It feels like the sort of plot point they're exploring right now feels like it would be a very satisfying way to wrap up the character and give her a happy ending that isn't just, oh, she finally find, found the boy that fixed her. Mm. Like, that that sort of thing, so... It was very. They had a very sweet episode this week. She explored theatre, and basically, she discovered she has a passion for taking old pro problematic media and rewriting it in ways that make it more palatable to modern audiences. I'm like, cool. I'd be really happy if that's where she ends up. Like, she basically ends up being a writer on the show she's on. Is essentially where she ends. I'm like, that'd be a, that'd be a nice ending. Go, go do that. Yeah. Um, what about you? What else are you putting in your eyes? I started reading The Adventure Zone here, Big Evans. Ooh, how are you getting on with it? I, yeah, it's interesting. And it, it was a bit jarring that they started changing some of the names a bit. Yeah. I guess there's reasons, because I think some of that came out of the D&D um, Star yes. set. So this is less of a problem for later comics, I would imagine, because like that, that first arc was basically an existing D&D campaign yes. that... They used, without changing any of the names, not realising that it was going to become this huge thing. Yeah, I'm, like, because, obviously, obviously I was like, well, maybe they won't change the names of, like, obviously they'll change maybe names of species and things, because I think some of those are trademarked. But I was yeah. a bit concerned about, like, 
when we got to Clark, Clark the Bugbear. Like, oh no, he's not called Clark the Bugbear anymore. Yes. Um, and uh, I'll come on to it in a minute, but I've also sort of started listening to Balance at the same time. Yes, yes. Again. So, yeah, it was a bit weird to go, hmm. That's 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 not that thing. That that is that some, is some of the narrative changes weren't really great. One thing I really wasn't expecting that was was interesting was getting Griffin in as the like as the DM. Yes, yes. So they're sort of media aware, I guess, like Deadpool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aware in a, in it, a, in and I think game. that that works for a thing like that where a quarter of the people and a quarter of the experience of the original form was the DM, like. You would lose a lot of that experience if you cut Griffin out entirely. I love that he just sort of appears in the in the corner yeah. and sort of pops out as himself, just like, hi everybody, I'm the DM. Yeah. It's, it's his own little character stat block at the beginning. Yeah, it's like, hey, this thing that happens might not necessarily be in character, but we rolled a dice. That happened. It, it is kind of weird that they keep making jokes about rolling the dice. <laughs> yeah. It's... I understand why the changes they made were made. Mm. I think it's really nice to be able to see a visual retelling of some of those very striking events that happened. Yeah. I'm still... I still get slightly... Like, my brain gets a bit confused by Blue Taco still. I like but Blue Taco. I, my brain... I look at him and I'm like, that's... that's I didn't picture you, Blue. It's Taco, my dudes. Yeah, I know. Like... It's still, it's still Taco, but like, it's, it's not, when I picture Taco, I don't picture Blue Taco. Ah, I can't picture anyone, so well, Blue Taco yeah, Taco looks fine. Again, when I say picture, I don't mean actually visualise in my head, I'm using it. I am using a shorthand for... The hands. Just <laughs> normal length. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I mean when I say yes, when I say yes, when yes. I picture so when cons- I yes. to conceptualize that. Yes. When I conceptualize Taco, I'm not thinking about them being blue. I didn't even try to conceptualize them. <laughs> I just knew they had a big hat. Yes. Well, it, it made the fact that I've cosplayed as Loop before may yeah. explain why I've tried to conceptualize them because I've had I to be like so. how. You know, how would I put that character together in a way that I would see someone dressed as them and go, yes, I recognise what you're trying to do. Mm. And at no point did I think I should paint myself blue. No, I guess not. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing how far they go through it. I think I'm up to, like, chapter three or... Yeah, Yeah. about chapter three at the moment. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how the rest of that goes. There is a lot of comic book left. Yes, there is. It's a... Good one. What about you? Stuck anything else in your eyes? Uh, the only other thing I can think of that stuck in my eyes was I watched another episode of that show I started the pilot on last week, Jane the Virgin, and eh, it's not it's not grabbing me. No. I gave it a second episode and I'm like, eh, I here's the, here's the problem. It's a different premise, but I feel like I'm going to have exactly the same narrative beats as I would watching, say... Ugly Betty is the thing that comes to mind. Like, it's another of those. It's a, it's kind of a drama, kind of a comedy, forty five minute episodes. Um, it it just the way it's shot and the way the lines are delivered and the the way that the arc is going just feels like oh, it's that show. <laughs> and it's not a problem, but I feel like I've seen that show before, mm. and I feel like I'm probably going to be able to guess, like, 
90% of the plot beats because, oh, it's following that template. Mm. So that's where I'm at with that. If you enjoy it, I, I'm sure you do, but I've watched a couple too many of those shows and I can see what's coming. Or at least I feel like I can. Hmm. You put anything else in your eyes? Um, sort of. Something you sent me this morning. That um, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina <sighs> of Time online multiplayer. Yes, there's demo a, thing. Yeah, there's a there's a mod where you can just play Ocarina of Time in two player. For up to up to fifteen. Or player. up to fifteen player. Um, yeah, and you just run through the world together, and you can both beat stuff up. What? It feels like watching the video. It felt like the beginning of the game. That's going to be really freaking dull. Yeah. But, like, as you progress, the concept that you can just exponentially speed up the end of the game. Yeah. Because you can suddenly go, like, okay, I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go here, you go to, the, like, the next area. Yeah. And as soon as I've picked up this thing, you'll have the thing, and then you can go ahead. And then as soon as you've got to, like, the key item from that level, I can, guess I can go on to the next yeah, dungeon. Yeah, it, it saves you some time doing the backtracking, or if you're stuck on a particular fight, you can both do it together, and... And I guess, like, if there's heart containers you know you can get at a certain point while somebody yeah. else is doing the main story mission. Yeah, like, I would definitely, at some point in the future, like, we're probably not going to replay Ocarina of Time too soon, because we no. did it fairly recently. But, like, in a couple of years, when we next have a itch to play Ocarina of Time... Yeah, if that's not been... Yeah, well, here's the thing. If it, if it stays up long enough to, like, be available and to get a copy of it and to have it working, you know, before the cease and desist happens, <laughs> I'd be totally up for playing through the game at least once that way. Yeah. Seems like a fun plan. Yeah, definitely. I would be up for that. You'd be up for that? Oh. Well, anything else in your eyes? That's all of the things in my eyes. Well, time for this. Jane, Jane, we've got a new sponsor. Who's the sponsor? Uh, The sponsor this week. You know them very well. It's badly designated heroes. What? (laughs) Badly designated heroes. Oh. Is that podcast you're on? I won that. Yeah. I didn't know I was sponsoring me. Well, it's a surprise, but, you know, we're, we're sponsored by Badly Designated Heroes this week. That's jolly nice of Yeah, why don't you tell us about Badly Designated Heroes? Um, it's a 5th edition D&D Real Play podcast where um, Nick Wynn tells us what to do, usually involving rats. And and and, and, and Becky Toohill is a uh, tiefling wizard who is posh and grumpy. And and James, no last name given, is a grumpy monk called Litonk, who is a halfling. So oh, it's a play on little, little monk, you see, <laughs> Litonk. And I am Trees the Furbolg Druid. And I've got a dog, all right. And oh, we, we go around and I whittle my own dildos, among other things. And I, I happen to, you know, do all sorts of things there, I guess. See, the reason I think it's nice that you're, uh, we're being sponsored this week by Badly Designated Heroes is we always do our, you know, our, our being all promote at the end of the episode. And I'm sure there's probably people that stop before the end of the episode, so I thought... Really? Yeah. But how do they get to all those bits that I sometimes put in after the end well, of the Well, that's what I was also hoping <laughs> you would bring up. Listen to the end. There's usually bit, like, funny things after the outro music, but... I know that there are people who've stopped listening to podcasts when the outros start happening, so oh. I was like, hey, I should reach out to Badly Designated Heroes see if there won't be a sponsor this week. Ah, I and, see. And definitely the sponsor is not just 
me sponsoring badly designated heroes with inquips. Uh, my brain did the thing. My brain. my brain did the thing. So that's um, badly des- the designated heroes. Um, go to curious uh, at curious curious epidemic on Twitch. Hit the uh, like the the quill button, the pen <laughs> button. And enter the code hashtag Q and PS59. Or, or you could just, you know, go to your web browser bar and type in how do we find badly designated heroes? Um, there, we're there, we're there, we're there, we're there on the internet. Um, we're on Spotify as um, badly designated heroes. Um, YouTube on Curiosity Epidemic channel. And SoundCloud as Curiosity Epidemic. You can check out Badly Designated Heroes in those three places. And we're trying to get um, on iTunes, Apple Music, whatever it's called now, uh, yeah. at the moment. Um, but they refused the first time and hopefully they will let us now, now that we've been on a while. Wonderful. Thank oh. you. So that's uh, Badly Designated Heroes that Jane definitely knew was going to be a sponsor this week. <laughs> I had no fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> You got me. Is this what you were plotting earlier? Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi, 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 hi there. How, how, how's, how's, how's all your uh, evil business been going? Well, you know, it goes. It's, uh, I don't feel like it's been nearly evil enough recently, but, uh, uh, you know, I guess uh, we can work on it. We got guys. Uh, well, I've I've got some new good, uh, you know, uh, nice and evil uh, business that we can table for uh, motions in the coming days. Sure, so, sure, yeah. So, so here's here's More my evil. new here's my new plan. So, yeah. we got that uh that that shooter that's uh you know coming out soon. Uh, that that big shooter where like Amer- the America's downfall has happened, and yeah. you know we have a bunch of content in there about like you know civil wars and mm-hmm. you know. Whether having guns when the government falls will keep you alive or not. You know, a lot yeah. of contentious topics. Yeah, and no. like, you know, it's, it's, we, we put it in there because we were like, you know, it's all very dramatic imagery. It's very yeah. easy to sell, yeah. you know, sell games when everything's a bit dramatic. Uh, but, uh, uh, uh. some people have been, uh, asking questions about our political leanings. I mean, that seems like a bad thing, right? Yeah, no, because the problem is... we need to play both sides of that. Yeah, so, like, we put that stuff in because, like, it sells. It's drama. But, like, we don't want to actually have to take a stance on it, so... No, because, I I mean, we we need both sides to sort of think that we're on their side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're just simply asking questions. We're not... We're not... We don't have opinions. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, the, the... What is it? The marketplace of ideas. Yeah, so... So here's my idea. We just outright deny it has any politics. I mean, that seems perfectly reasonable, yeah. Like, like, I know that the game is about a civil war, and, like, two minutes in, we're talking about how, you know, only the people who had guns survived the civil war, and, you know, suggesting that that's, you know, maybe a way to keep you and your family alive. But just, if someone asks, just, what? What? What do you want about it? Yeah, I mean, not politics. No, no. I mean, yeah, absolute deniability. Yeah, yeah no. Not every you, turn. you just answer the. Let's let's role play this. Let's just try sure. a scenario. You be sure. the, you be the games journalist. You ask me sure. some questions about this game. Um. So this game. Um. You said guns are g- good, right? No, 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 no. Um. I, that's a quite a quite a leap and assumption you made. Um. 
we simply pose the scenario that, in a scenario, having guns completely saves your life and is a requirement, and if you didn't have guns, you're dead. We pose that as a scenario, but we don't say that it was good that the people had guns that kept them alive and stopped them being murdered. We don't say that's good. Right. We don't say that's good. Yeah, I mean, that'd have worked for me, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I think if we just like, play that card right, we don't have to face politics. Sure. So what about the game we did where it's all about, like, destabling, destabilizing a, an island nation's government? Uh, that's not politics. That's just shooting the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, um... Yeah, just a perfectly normal shooting stuff, blowing things yeah, up, uh, yeah. military installations and stuff. It's uh, there's no no nothing broader in that. No, no, you are simply shooting the people who are bad, who are in the roles that they are in, in the place that they are. But like, they're just people who are bad. Yeah, and we won't comment on the whole exploitable resources thing as well. <laughs> what re What even is that? Ha. <laughs> I mean, this is good work. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like this idea. I would say that you are a fucking genius. I know. So. That was sort of a shock and sort of a yawn. So. What have you listened to? Well, I sort of alluded to this earlier, but I've been listening to a bunch of new music from uh, Beat Saber. Mute music? Yeah, there's uh, in particular... Three tracks I want to mention this week. How many things have you listened to that you want to talk about? Uh, I've listened to sort of three things. Okay, so we've got a good number to back and forth them. Mm. I'll I'll jump in first then. So, first track I really enjoyed from from the Beat Saber DLC was a track called Emoji VIP, which the name sounded cringy, and I was not sold on the fact I would like that. If I saw that in a list of songs, I would not think it would be a thing I would enjoy. Um, it's by a band called Pegboard Nerds. Mm. Um, the actual track's really nice. It's got this mix of very floaty vocals, super fast drum beat, lots of wobs thrown in, but they're very sort of like quick, uh, used to build a melody, like a, a melody built out of wobs. Mm -hmm. Um... Lots of high and mid-range um, pitches used interchangeably. Really fun sort of bouncy feeling as it goes between these sort of high-pitched notes and mid-range notes. Mm. The whole track just has this really fun feeling to sort of just, like, bounce to. Is it glitchy or...? A little bit glitchy, a little bit wobs. I'm trying to remember what genre pegboard nerds are because I've listened to some of their stuff. Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of glitch to them that... Yeah, it's just this interesting mix of like super fast drum beats, wobs, and like change interchanging between high and mid range pitches. Yeah, it's like really glitchy electro. I seem to remember. Yeah, it. I feel like you would enjoy it. Oh, I probably. Think. Uh, I, I will I play you this track at some point. But I, I listened to this track and was like, I think David liked this. It's the one. first time in a while, like you've put stuff on there and I've gone, I know that artist. I know that artist. I don't know either of these tracks. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't know any of these artists before, but. Apparently, some artists you know made it into Beat Saber. Oh, you've you've definitely heard something by the next artist on okay. that list. Do you want well, to do the next one? Uh, well, we've got about three each. So I do think you wanna... I was going to say I think because the mine are all audio dramas and yours is oh, all music. Shall I get so all the music, do all the music first? Okay, so the next one was "We Won't Be Alone" by Faint, featuring Laura Brem. 
Apparently, I've definitely heard something. Yeah, like you probably almost certainly heard my sunset because they play it at that event we go to quite a lot. Ah, ah, which one? The one with the live people or the one with the not the, the live one with people? The not live people. Ah, yes. Okay. Well, in that case, you'll have to play me that track at I some point, and I'll track. see if I recognise it. Yes, it's a track called "My Sunset," and it's um, it's quite beautiful. Um, yeah. sort of drummer based goodness. Yeah. So this one was like a sort of um. Femme vocal that start the whole track starts very floaty and ethereal. Um, lyrically, there's a lot of singing about like um, not wanting to let go of someone who's leaving your life and sort of holding on to someone who's already clearly gone. It was you know kind of sad almost little lyrics. It was a beautiful little bit of lyricism, and then it kicks in with this really satisfying like pumping bass drum beat to the bottom mm. of it like I, it wouldn't surprise me that this band does a lot of drum and bass because like there is definitely a good sort of stomp on the bass drum nice underpinning it um comes in with a really fast high high pitch melody again it's a track that's very sort of just like go 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 sort of um real pace to it and every now and then the track will just like sort of quiet down and go back to this sort of ethereal with vocals thing. It mm. has these really nice, satisfying, I've described them as catch your breath lulls, mm. where it's like, this is the bit of the track where everyone would just be like, and breathe and have a drink of water and time to be dancing again. <laughs> like it's one of those kind of tracks. Oh, I know those moments. It's, it's fast <laughs> enough of a track that they need to give you a second to like catch your breath, have a drink, you ready? Go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, and the last one was really interesting. It was, um, it's called Overkill, and it was by a band called Riot. And the the base of the track is very, like, speed metal, with sort of very robotic, uh, ro- robotic femme vocal clips laid over it. And then it kicks into almost, like, the best way I could describe it was, like, metal dubstep? Noise is like speed metal dubstep with like occasional interspersals of like metal and rap vocals thrown into it. Sold, yeah. Like I, it, it this is a dance track for people who like predominantly like metal and would like a little bit of dance sprinkled in, as opposed to predominantly like dance and want a bit of metal sprinkled mm. in. This is this is a metal track that occasionally wubs. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. So mm. that was my three very fast tracks that I really enjoyed this week. Echelete. Yeah, I I need to send you some of these because I think you would really like them. Mm. I'm hype. I'll, I'll give that a listen. Um, so me, for my listening, I finished Dalek Empire season, or Dalek Empire 1, which was like a four-part audio drama, uh, which I mentioned last week. Um, so season two sort of takes place almost immediately after that. Um, I won't explain the whys and hows, Mm because that would be a bit of a spoiler, but basically there are now two Dalek factions. Okay. There's Daleks from an alternate universe who basically view our universe, or series universe, um, Daleks as, um, like, the most evil thing anything could possibly be, guilty of just the most horrible crimes by bringing war and genocide and, and all sorts of things. Um, they are led by the mentor, who is like a, a sort of more angelic-looking version of Davros. She's These... 
plumbed into the, the chair and she sort of glows with the, a great white light and her like um implants look more like um glowing jewels rather than yeah. right now I'm hearing nothing wrong with these Daleks. These Daleks seem alright. Um Right now they do. I mean they help they they form an alliance with um like the the non-Dalek races of our universe and or that universe. Yeah. And um they basically start a war trying to, to stop them. But the humans are getting upset about the fact that um hearing rumours of these the these these things they call the punished planets. Mm-hmm. So planets that were locked in their own wars or whatever, or were refusing to join the cause to fight against um, oh. the Daleks. And they were basically being like bombed back to the Dark Ages. Well, uh, so they weren't they, they weren't really okay. being killed, but they were having you know being destroyed in such a way as they were so technologically set back that they couldn't even get into space. Yeah, um, because the 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 um, alternate universe Daleks decided felt that basically if you're not willing to, to you know work together in peace and harmony. Then you shouldn't be allowed full stop, and that's wow. how in their universe they have co- conquered everything through technically peaceful means. Mm. Mm. Well, I won't spoil why, but they do eventually go home. Um, I, I I have a feeling a certain person in a blue box maybe has something to do with no, it. No, as I said <laughs> last week, <laughs> Doctor Who is not involved in any of these stories. Ah, okay, well. In that case, I look forward to finding out how they get, uh, why they go home. Uh, if you'd like, I can tell you, or I can just let you listen to it. <laughs> I might at some point listen to some of these. They sound very interesting. Um, and then I started listening to, uh, so that was Dalek War, um, and then uh, which was season two, and now I started listening to season three, which is um, so like it's about two thousand years after the end of Dalek War, mm. <clears throat> and now um, a lot of the universe is. You know, technology is ground to a halt. People are using solar sails rather than travelling through at sort of hyper light speeds as they were previously. Mm. Um, the the Daleks have barely been heard of in the galaxy. Full stop. Um, there's been this plague that is like um, damages um, people neurologically, and 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 is bad in that respect. Um, and the Daleks are apparently coming to help heal that in the most chaotic way possible. Uh, won't explain why I suspect they're trying to do that, but it's it's interesting because there's... I don't know the names of all of the actors, but like there's a couple of voices in there I definitely recognise. Mm. Um, I did spot David Tennant quite early on. Yeah. Um, he's a... An interesting character in that. Was that the one you were listening to tonight? That was the one I was listening to tonight. Yeah, I was listening, and I was... This is why I thought the Doctor was in some of the ones that you had been listening to recently, because I heard David Tennant's voice tonight and was like, is that David Tennant? It is David Tennant, but he's like, not playing Doctor Yeah, no, my assumption was, oh, so the do- uh, the, the Doctor has shown up, because there was some conversation about, so who are you, and how have you been around this long? And I was like, oh, it's because it's the Doctor, obviously. I can see how you would get to that point. Yeah, no, the dialogue going on and David Tennant's presence did lead me to that conclusion. <laughs> Hashtag not a Doctor. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's been a really interesting series, and I, I'm, I will be sad when I get to the end of season four, I suspect. 
um, because uh, there are four parts of the, uh, the Dalek Empire series, and then it's all over. So I don't know. Ooh. I might listen to Why Davros again after that because that was a really fucking good <laughs> series. So, what about you? You got anything else, or is there? No, really. Two? I think that's it. <gasps> well then, time for this. Brown, good evening, and welcome to Housecat News. Here are the headlines again. Dog, foolish subordinate or deadly threat? We'll find out more later. Hoover warning. Mummy seems to be tidying today, so this could mean the arrival of the whirring death machine. Dinner time. Is it time for food? You say no, but tonight we ask the question, what if it was time for food? Theory of gravity. Tests continue on objects placed on surfaces. Is this the time they will actually fall up? Nip, are your kittens ready to start talking about Nip? If you don't, somebody else will. And that is the headlines on Housecat News. Coming up next is the weather with Invisible Bob. Hello! (laughs) So we're launching our Etsy store, specialising in hand-carved wooden dildos, and uh, trying to come up with new names. Hmm, I've been thinking. I've got a I've got a couple of ideas. Maybe we can, you know, bounce a name each back and forth and see what see what we can come up with. Sure, sure. I mean any products you can come up with, I think that'd be great. Well, I think the good starting point is obviously Wooden Willy. Well maybe the Timber Todger. Ooh. Maybe a Dyke Dowl? Oh, I like that. Uh the the Lumberjacksy butt plug. Ooh. I I'm I'm a big fan of the dick stick. Oh, that's good. I like what you've done there. Uh, how about the double-ended dyke spike? Uh, what about the oak bloke? Oh, the oak bloke. I like it. Uh, maybe uh, like a cheaper version. We could have the uh, discount pine pounder. Oh, how about the fervert? Oh, oh, and, and in that line, the the the, the pinus. Oh, oh, wonderful. Um, hmm. Um, maybe, maybe we could do. Uh, we could even even spread out our range. Do a do a flogger with a nice, uh, nice wooden handle. We could call it the uh, the walnut whip. We could do something for uh, for penis owners, perhaps um, the opening. Oh goodness! I, 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 I. This is some wonderful ideas. I think the boxwood wood box. Oh goodness! If, and 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 have we got any sort of branding ready for this uh, this range? What about? Uh, a mascot, uh, a beaver, making a dick dam. I am pretty certain because if beaver we... works on several yes, levels. Yes, no, I, I, I understand. I'm pretty certain if we put this on the internet, we could make a lot of money, and we shall. We shall make all of the money. Wooden dicks for all. Hooray! Story time. Stop story. What's the story? It's, it's, it's the story that we're going to make up together. Oh, where are we starting? That's a good question. That is indeed a good question. Um, Luna has suggested um, a bunny named Reginald. Oh, Reginald. I do enjoy Reginald. He wears a bow tie and smokes a pipe. Oh, yes, of course they would, wouldn't they? I'm Rowan Reginald. What was that? Was Reginald the Rabbit, did you say? Oh, Reginald the Rabbit. Tell me about the world of Reginald the Rabbit. Reginald the Rabbit. I'll find some Reginald the Rabbit to tell you about. So Crimson has suggested Carol from Accounting, and Carol from Accounting's evil twin. Well, see, here's the thing. Twins don't have to be the same gender. You can have, what is it, fraternal twins. Maybe Carol from Accounting... You know, their evil twin perhaps is Reginald the Rabbit. And Arachnovolt has suggested, uh, deal with the devil for something completely unnecessary. 
well, presumably the evil twin, Reginald the Rapid, is the one that one would assume has done the, the evil deal. Deal with the devil for something unnecessary. What would Reginald the Rapid want deal um, with the devil for? Um... Maybe it's for the pipe. Some some pipe cleaners? Oh, yes, yes. As the devil is wont to do, he sort of screwed me over a little on that whole deal. I was looking for something to clean my pipe. He sent me those sort of twisty, twirly things that you can, you know, turn into shapes. Entirely the wrong kind of pipe cleaner. You should be very clear what kind of deal you try and make with the devil. What are the twisty, turning things that you can turn into some kind of shape? The, the things that are like metal... Like wire, but they're covered in like fluffy stuff. Yeah, that's pipe cleaners. Are they actually meant to be used to clean like pipes? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I assumed that the name was just some weird misnomer that was nothing to do with their actual purpose. No, they're for cleaning pipes. Considering the only thing I've ever in my life used them for is like as a craft supply, I thought that they were just a thing that shared a name with a function but weren't actually used for I that. mean, very often they make them specifically for arts and crafts, so they'll be like glittery ones that obviously won't have any benefit in cleaning a pipe. But well, that's what I was suggesting, is that he's asked for a pipe cleaner and he's been given like a craftsy pipe gotcha, cleaner gotcha, as opposed gotcha, gotcha. to a functional for cleaning your pipes kind of pipe cleaner. Right. Because, okay. you know, it, you, sure, you think you've got to be careful with your wording in a deal with a genie, but a deal with the devil, you've got to be really clear on your fine mm-hmm. print. Okay. What We need a name for the story. I, I don't know. <laughs> what is this story called? Hopping with the devil. <laughs> Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. This is the story of Hopping with the Devil. Once upon a time, there was a rabbit called Reginald. Oh, hello. Hello, everyone. I'm Reginald the Rabbit. How, how, how do you do? Reginald the Rabbit liked nothing more than smoking his pipe. Oh, goodness, goodness, I love nothing more than than just a good lungful of pipe tobacco and, um, you know, just that by itself, this is a good night for me. One night, Reginald had prepared himself some ready-rubbed, topped up his pipe, and gone to take a pull. However, (gasps) he found that his pipe was blocked. Oh no, oh no, oh. I can't, can't get a good pull on this thing at all, it's all, it's all gunked up, oh, oh goodness, I, 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 I know that she has nothing to do with this, but I'm going to blame my twin sister Carol in accounting, it's all her fault, oh, bloody goody two-shoes twin, I'm sure she's somehow responsible for this. <laughs> And 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 so Reginald the Rabbit. (laughs) You're right there. Yeah. (laughs) Warping slightly. And so Reginald the Rabbit searched around the house for a pipe cleaner. Oh goodness! I know I had one around here. Ruddy, ruddy Carol must have given me one for Christmas one year. Grumble, grumble. Just one. Grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> uh, you know, thinking she knows what I need in life. Being the goody two-shoes twin. Oh, grumble, grumble. Can't find it. And in his frustration, Reginald said something very silly. Oh, right now, I'd trade my soul for a good pipe cleaner so I can get a good drag on this pipe. <laughs> All right. I'm oh. the devil. Hello. How's it going? 
Ah, it's going frightfully badly, sir. I appear to be unable to smoke my pipe properly. No, it's something about someone who's still a soul, is it? Well, see, uh... here's the thing. Right now, I would do, I would do absolutely anything just for, just, just for a simple pipe cleaner. For a simple pipe cleaner. Well, my lad, well, my lad, I have here this ream of paper and this ream of paper and this ream of paper. This one, 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 this one. But, I mean, you can just skip to the end and just uh, sign here. Well, see, here's the thing. I would sit and read all of this. I would I would sit and read all of this in uh, excruciating detail. One should always read but, a contract. But, but, I've not had my pipe, and I get a bit irritable. Oh, I get, oh, I get a bit irritable, oh, and I, I, I can't imagine. keep me focused properly, so why not? You know, there we go. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you very much. I'll be taking your immortal soul now. Where's my pipe cleaner? Oh, here it is. The finest, sparkliest, least functional pipe cleaner I have about my person. It's red, like my tail. <laughs> I really should have been a bit more uh, careful with my wedding. Trade taxes. No, as you'll see in clause 1A on the first page. <laughs> no take backsies. Well... I'm going to find some way to blame this on Karen. Well, like you know, Karen. you can always trade me Carol's soul. I'm allowed to trade other people's souls for things. I mean, according to Clause 7221N, you can give it a try. How's about this? How's about this? I will trade you a bowl of unmixed mixed nuts and the most powerful soul in all of existence for my soul back and a pipe cleaner that'll actually functionally clean my pipe and whose whose soul will you be giving me oh i tell you it'll be the i i promise you my word i will sign this i'll give you the most powerful soul in all of existence yeah and whose soul will it be carol from accounting carol Car- Oh, accounting, Carol. Carol, accounting, Carol. Your good twin. Yeah, my good twin. Yeah, all right. You sure your soul's not more valuable? You know, so that when I say I'm giving you the most valuable soul, you can take your own soul. No, no, not gonna do that. No, no. Fine, have Carol's. Right, Carol's soul is excellent, excellent. Right, so uh, here is your your pipe cleaner. Oh, thank you, thank you. This is far more useful. It is, but it's slightly too short and will break on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So now I have Carol's soul, uh, you've got your soul, and uh, and I have this bowl of unmixed mixed nuts. you going to give me your soul back? What? This is what? Who separated these bloody nuts out? I mean, we didn't sign anything, didn't shake on nothing. You've got your pipe cleaner, I'm off. Bye! With that, the devil disappeared. I really need to go talk to Carol. I may have made a bit of a, bit of a boo-boo today. The end. <laughs> Well, well, I think we all learned a valuable lesson on this day. We learned a valuable lesson today, and that is, if you're going to make a deal with the devil for someone's soul, why make it your own? Indeed, apparently that is an option. <laughs> uh, so thank you to uh, St. Crimson for Carol from Accounting and Carol's evil uh, Carol from Accounting's evil twin. Thank you to Luna Laviolette for a bunny named Reginald, who wears a bow tie and smokes a pipe. Uh, thank you to Kelladry Goodell for uh for a, a bowl of unmixed mixed nuts so yeah thank you so much thank you for all your suggestions keep them coming in 
Um, I will. I, I keep a note of any ones we haven't used, and they may get used in a future one. You never know. Mm. Mm. So, time for this. <gasps> You know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brushed justice for you. Hello, Larry. Hello, Barry. How's oh, just a day treating you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You know, I've, uh, I was having a, a nice chat with uh, with my partner. You know, about uh, you know just. Just uh, the way the, the just just having a check in really about 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 our relationship. Oh, it's it's proper important that isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think some people, you know, you're in a long term relationship. You you've obviously had all these things that you know sort of established, but uh, that's not to say that things can't change over time. Yeah. You know, it's it's very easy to fall into reliable patterns and to think that sort of you know the answer to all these sort of questions about you know. What is and isn't working, what is and isn't enjoyed, you know, where yeah. things are at and, you know, life circumstances switch, the way people feel change, you know, it, you know, it's important to check back in on a regular basis and find out, you know, where's your partner at, what's working for them, what's not, what can, you know, we work on as a couple. Is there, is there anything that we, ha- we haven't done that they would like to, or, or you know, things that they would perhaps, you know, like to aim for in their life, you know, do they, maybe they want to take evening classes or something, I think it's, yeah. you know, it's quite important. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, it's easy to feel like, you know, you, you know you know your partner or partners. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and you, you've, it's easy to feel like, I know what's going on. You know, just just do the same same old day in, day out. And they're not, you know, it's easy to forget to reassess and to make sure that you are still on the same page on everything. Yeah, you know, you don't want to take that person for granted because, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, there's a great deal of, of, of love and, and care and respect there and you want to make sure, obviously, that the relationship is, is as healthy as it can be. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, having to have those conversations, having to, you know, if things do get reassessed, if things change in the relationship, that's not a sign that anything's gone wrong, necessarily. Oh, you know, no, it's just... Yeah. People very... change over time. Exactly. And, you know, so, sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't even think about it until, you know, a partner might say, oh, well, I've been thinking about this. How are you feeling about it? And sometimes that can be the prompt to go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably, yeah, think of it. Yeah, thinking about it. This is, this is the situation. And the other thing is, like, sometimes I think it's a case that people just don't necessarily even, aren't even consciously aware of these things. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe it takes having that conversation to go, actually, you know, I, now you mention it, I do want to say, you know, something slightly yeah. different about that. Or on top of that, like, sometimes it's external stuff to the relationship, perhaps. Well, like, yeah. You know, external stuff changing in life might, you know, be a catalyst for you to go, oh, well, these things in my life have changed and that's changed how I feel, or oh, this event in my life has reminded me of this thing and it's brought this up, you know. So yeah. Sometimes it takes external changes to remind you and, you know, it's not a problem if something in life makes you think, oh, yeah, I did I did quite enjoy that and I should maybe bring that up again. Yeah, I mean, I mean and, and, you know, not just in your, your social life, it can be within your sex life as well, you know, the importance of ongoing consent. My, yeah. my, my partner and I have, um, you know, in the, in the past, we filled out one of those, um, like... 
uh, BDSM, uh, like what kinks you're into. Yes, yeah, yeah. But you know, I think uh, as time has gone on, perhaps we've thought about different things, and perhaps we haven't, you know, necessarily said actually I would like to try that sometime, even for whatever reason. I haven't yeah. thought about it. You know, it's good that we can maybe go. Hey, should we should we do that again? You know, and it's it's a nice exercise to do together, and also helps with the ongoing consent there yeah. as well. Exactly, like stuff like that. You know, is a really good example of not assuming that because you know a list of someone's wants and needs were this way in one case doesn't mean that that's still how they are, and you should maybe you know keep those things up to date. Absolutely, and maybe something that a a year ago in different circumstances was uh you know maybe a soft limit. Maybe now you're like actually you know I feel comfortable and safe enough with you now that. I, w- I would be more uh, open to that sort of thing. Exactly. You know, it's things might get less okay, they might get more okay. Those things sort of change over time. Exactly. And, you know, you, you allow for the fact that people are constantly growing and changing, and that's yeah. fine. And, and, you know, you want to be a, a sensible, responsible adult, and you keep that line of communication open. Exactly. Like, you know, I know some people who were uh, in, you know, poly scenarios, yeah. and... They've had, you know, they've had conversations recently where they've been like, well, you know, we've, we've, you know, not had more than two people around for a while. Are you still okay with, with this scenario? And, you know, it's just a case of yeah. checking in on, is where I'm at. Are you still okay with where you're at? You know, let's compare situations. Well, it's, it's especially in a situation like that, you know, where you've had like a period of time where it has just been two people, you know, you, you has that has that changed anything in anyone's mind have they become sort of more settled into a, a like a mono relationship yeah. and it was good you know you know if, if people are having that conversation um i know uh, some other people actually in a poly relationship they've recently had uh, a couple of breakups within there oh, i think yeah. they were there was about five or six of them yeah. in sort of various connections to to, to yeah. a poly group uh, most of them dating each other, but I believe a, a couple of people have recently fallen out of that because of a lack of communication. And, you know, that's obviously left everyone else needing to have more conversations around that. And yeah. it, it's good that the, re- the remaining partners there have very much had each other for support and been able to be sort of open and honest about their feelings surrounding that. Yeah, it's one of those things like, you know, this isn't necessarily a poly strip. You know, discussion, but no. I think poly relationships are often like a micro. They're, they're often a good place to look at this topic we're talking about because communication is absolutely yeah, vital in a poly exactly. relationship. When you've got multiple people going on with multiple needs, the the need to communicate becomes so much greater. And I think it's a real like people in poly situations usually recognise that that communication is vital. But maybe people who are in mono situations as well should maybe look at that and go. Maybe that same, you know, level of communication is important no matter your relationship size. Yeah, and I've known people that have gone from having been in polyo relationships to being in, uh, you know, mono relationships, uh, you know, after finding that perhaps that didn't work for them. But they've kept that level of communication that they had in that in that in that sort of previous setup going on into their future relationships, and that was, they found has led to much more healthy relationships. And yeah. you know, I think. Generally, as my whole real point here has been, you know, just communicate with people, be open and honest, and, and you know, talk about your feelings, and you know, that's that's for everyone. That's important for everyone. Yeah, 
Yeah. Now, are you alright if I give you that hug? I am absolutely fine with that hug, mate. Well, I'm, I'm glad that these hugs are still alright. Enthusiastically consenting to these hugs. Well, I, I genuinely look forward to them, mate. Well, but obviously, don't ever feel like you know you have to, or you're in any way compelled. I will always feel you know comfortable to com- communicate with you if I change my mind on that. Oh, absolutely, mate, right. and and likewise. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> nice, nice. It's a good hug. It's a good hug indeed. Yeah. So, uh, do you fancy oh. uh, fancy green tea? Why not? Good cup of green tea. Yeah. yeah. Laura. Yes. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Me? Mm. You can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. You can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at Uh Very soon, after this goes up, I will have a review of Yoshi's Crafted World. You can find me on Dice Funk at the Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, and I will be on season six when that starts. They're all self-contained stories, so you can just jump into any one of them. I think season three is a good one. I very much enjoyed that. I think that's my things. Oh. I've got some books, Uncomfortable Labels, and Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which we have finished doing the art whoop, on, whoop. so whoop whoop. What about you? Where are you on the internet? Where I on the internet? Well, I can be found as Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube. I can be found as Janiac Magnet on SoundCloud, where you might be listening to this now. Uh, I can also be found on StoneMonkeyRadio.blog, where I write reviews and stuff.com. Um, I can be found on PayPal.com slash JaneMagnet, or PayPal.me, slurry. PayPal.me slash Jane Magnet. If you want to send me some pennies, that's always appreciated. I can be found on Badly Designated Heroes, which is a 5th edition D&D real play podcast. I play Trees the Furbolg Druid. Uh, I've got a dog, and we fight a lot of rats, and, and have fun adventures. Yeah. So definitely check that out, please. And if you're already listening to it, like and share. Thanks very much. I do an appreciate. So Laura, sing us out, my darling. Well, until next time, be a stranger.